0: It's the All-Star break. The Twins were swept by the Orioles. The MLB draft is currently in progress. Fans are losing their minds. So buckle up, friends, and let's talk about it. This is Locked On Twins Live. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello again, and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, and you can find me on Twitter, though I probably wouldn't, at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube, and of course, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As a reminder, please feel free to be active in the comments. That includes not only live shows, but also after shows are posted, on Twitter, if you have ideas that sort of thing, just come hang out with us. Also, if you have questions you'd like answered on the show and you're not listening live, you can feel free to send them on Twitter in the mentions or at Brandon underscore Warren at Locked On Twins in the DMs. Um, however, you get them over here, no big deal. Either way is is good. Finally, too, don't forget to check out Locked On Twins' breathless post game minutes after most every game where we will give you at the end, a stat that you will not find anywhere else. And so if you want to know what the most recent one was, if the twins match their hottest second half post all-star break record ever, they would finish this season 90 and 72. So the, uh, the battle to 90 wins, assuming they would need 90 wins to win the division, which they won't, um, it's going to be an uphill battle to get anywhere close to that. So they need to show up to play, and they need to show up to play right away in the second half with Oakland coming up. Twins playing Oakland starting on Friday, 8.40 p.m. locally. Uh, No pitching matchup as of yet, but you can catch every pitch of the Twins Hometown Broadcast with Corey and Danny with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. Today's episode brought to you by Sleeper, you can swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code locked on, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit, up to $100, I should say. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. So check out Sleeper today and see if you can get in on that action. Now, <clears throat> we're diving right in here, and there's been a lot of digital ink spilled about fan expectations and holding the team accountable and that sort of thing. And so I just kind of want to riff on the concept of where I stand on that, where I have stood on that, where I feel like I'm going to stand on that, and, and that sort of thing. And listen, I know the Twins since 2020, the end of 2020, have been dreadful. And I'm not trying to stop anybody from stating that. I'm not trying to prevent anybody from being annoyed with how this season has gone. They should not be a game under 500 at the all-star break based on their talent, even with their injuries. There's no excusing that, but I see too much of the creeping in of Byron Buxton is soft. Joe Maurer was soft. They haven't won in 20 years in the playoffs. Um, Just a toxic mentality in the fan base. And, Basically, what it comes down to for me is not that you can't be upset. By all means, be upset. They're playing like hot trash right now. But the problem is when you ramp up that level of criticism, that level of angst, that level of anger for a 6-2 loss on April 28th, hypothetically, you don't leave any room to get annoyed when things are actually bad. And I think that's what gets me the most is like, Sure, it stinks that Jawan Duran gave up a run in the, well, two runs, just one earned in the first game of the series, the one the Twins lost. But you'll just get people freaking out like, well, why was Duran in there? And etc. etc. bullpen decisions relitigated with 2020 hindsight. Players traded where Twins fans need to feel the need that the, the team missed an opportunity with someone, for instance, like Brent Rooker who is now three teams clear of the Twins, has not hit since May 1st, and yet Twins fans still can't let that go. It would be not exactly the same, but similar to if Dodgers fans were lamenting Brock Stewart with the Twins. And I, just, I don't see a path. I don't see fans doing anything other than being ticked that a player does fine outside of Minnesota. It Again, to me, it just feels like such a toxic way to view the game. Similarly, if you cannot handle single losses individually or a three-, four-game losing streak, then it's not the sport for you to follow via Twitter. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you how to be a fan. But the Rays went into the break on a seven-game losing streak. They have the best record in the American League. Maybe all the baseball. I'm not sure if the Braves have caught them yet, but every good team has skids. Every bad team wins a bunch of games in a row. Oakland has a better record, or actually, they they won a series from the White Sox in Oakland. They've won against the Braves in Oakland. Again, individual days. Um, I I just I think Twins fans get caught up in either the past or the future and refuse to live the now. With the future, it's, oh, look at all these prospects. Oh, can't trade them all because they could help the big league team. And with the past, it's, oh, look, they haven't been good in 20 years. They haven't won a World Series in over 30 and then 35 before that. And again, I maybe I'm talking in circles, but I don't want to tell people how to fan. But if a sport makes you miserable, on a surface level, on a daily basis, baseball might not be for you. The best teams in Major League Baseball will go four and three in a given week over the course of a full season. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. But it's just the way it is. And again, to me, it comes down to like individual decisions and how they're criticized on a such a serious basis like you know if somebody leaves the game in the sixth inning and nobody knows if they're hurt or whatever people start freaking out no matter what Sonny gray gets lifted with 80 some pitches and after the game says you know what i was tired well it didn't stop us in the meantime from arguing for three hours or three innings rather for an hour uh about why he was lifted early again i just i I don't think this is a good way to consume baseball. It's just my opinion. Fan how you want. Um, I'm just going to be careful with who I interact with because it's not good for anyone's mentals to go down that path of, oh, geez, the twins are losing five, two in the third inning. This one's over. Statistically, maybe it is. Statistically, the odds may say it's not likely to be a come from behind win. But then those games are going to happen all summer long. And if you can't enjoy the path, I guess I say, if they don't enjoy the, enjoy the, the trip because the destination might suck. 29 teams are not going to be hoisting that world series trophy at the end of the season with Rob Manfred and ownership and none of the guys that actually should be, you know, the players, if you can't enjoy the trip, what are you on the ride for? Again, not telling you how to fan. So I don't want to hear a bunch of people pissed off that I'm saying, oh, you got a fan this way, you gotta fan that way. It's fine. Do what you want. If if you want to call Joe mauer soft, that's fine. If you want to call Byron Buxton soft, that's fine. I just don't see how you can exist in a paradigm where Byron Buxton is soft, but he's playing through an injury and playing poorly, and that's not okay either. Like, do you want your cake? Do you want to eat it? How how would you manage this? And That and the bullpen, to me, are just the most ridiculous ones because, actually, you know what, trades too. Because, for instance, the Jorge Lopez trade made sense at the time. Tyler Malley made sense at the time. Have they both come back to really be shaky at best trades? Without question. But I think you have to separate those two things in your analysis of a trade. We all would have made those trades in the moment. I mean, you can say maybe not Tyler Malley because Malley had a, like a four something ERA. And so I understood why like, people didn't like him, even though I didn't agree because I thought getting him out of Cincinnati would be huge. And then shoulder, elbow, etc., etc. We'll see if the twins make an effort to bring him back sort of like they did with a bridge contact with contract. Easy for me to say with Paddock. So again, I'm not trying to tell you how to fan. I'm not trying to tell you what you do and don't have to do, but The things that frustrate me about this fan base are like getting to the playoffs. Isn't good enough. I think you can have two separate realities where you can be happy. You got to playoffs and pissed. You didn't win any games. I don't see why it has to be either. Or, um, similarly, I, I don't understand the, um, getting to the playoffs isn't enough for me mentality. When the Twins have made the playoffs. I mean, how many how many seasons have there been playoff games at Target Field? Three? 2010? 2019? There was one. And then 2020? How can you be tired of playoff games and, and making the playoffs? Just to me, it, it, mind-blowing. It makes no sense at all. You can't be sick of making the playoffs and doing no damage. You can be sick... I'm not doing any damage in the playoffs independent of itself. I get that. But I still think that getting to the playoffs should be celebrated. You can separate the two. You don't have to like it. But that's just, again, just my opinion. Our friends over at BetterHelp would like a word here. This episode, easy for me to say, is sponsored by BetterHelp. And brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, So basically, you know, if you are looking to talk to somebody, maybe you're going through some stuff, um, you know, that sort of thing. If you're having issues with mental health, with tough choices, with sort of, um, you know, knowing what's next, that can be very difficult. And it doesn't matter what age or what walk of life you're in. We're all kind of going through this struggle. We're all kind of winging it together. So if you have decisions around your career, your relationship, other family stuff, hey, if you want to talk to somebody. BetterHelp can help you with that. So uh, I've done therapy. I have not done it with BetterHelp, but I have done it myself and I can't um, I can't emphasize enough how helpful it was. So, you know, benefits are more clarity mentally when making decisions, understanding better what people mean when they talk to you and that sort of thing, and just navigating daily life to me became much easier after that. So if you're thinking of therapy. Why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online. It's supposed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. On the basis of you just fill out a questionnaire, matched with a get matched with a therapist, and switch whenever you want. You can do the phone. You can do online. All kinds of easy, different ways to get to it. Let therapy be your map. Visit betterhelpcom slash mlb to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Dot com. Again, slash locked on MLB. All right. The Twins got absolutely pasted by the Orioles, 24 to five in the three game series. And again, it comes back to show the frustration level with this team. Now, before we get down that road, I do want to talk about the fact that you make locked on Twins your first listen. We appreciate that every day. If you're an everydayer, we're going to be making up for some lost time with a couple extra programs here this week, including dropping tomorrow a special episode with former Twins first baseman Doug Mankiewicz. So that one should be a lot of fun. Hopefully going to get it recorded and up late morning, early afternoon. But we should have a real good time. If you have questions that you'd like to ask Doug, you can feel free to send them to me on Twitter. And in the meantime, we are waiting for... Twins A's Friday, 8.40 p.m., so they're uh, in the, the Coliseum facing old friends Brent Rooker and Trevor May. We do not have a pitching matchup yet. We'll see how teams line things up, but without a doubt, Twins should have the pitching advantage in this series offense, too, which, again, has not meant that much this season. Catch every pitch of the Twins Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM. XM and get Corey and Danny on the SXM app. Just search Twins. So again, we come back to this Baltimore series and you lose all three at home. Last one running away. Um, Basically your only offensive highlights in Edward Julian Homer off Kyle Gibson. And that makes the score 14 to two. So it's a pretty good indicator of where the twins were at that point in the game. You know, there, there was not a lot of fanfare for, for that home run and Twins strike out 16 batters, going to the break third in the majors in strikeout rate per nine innings. But again, pitching has not been the issue. And when I said the frustrating thing about it was that it was at home. So the Twins take two or three in Baltimore. Baltimore, one of the better teams in the AL. And when you look at them, they look, they remind me a little bit of the Jays from like seven, eight years ago when they kind of had Bo Bichette, Vlad Jr. I mean, Kevin Biggio at the time was a bigger prospect. Uh, you know, they added some guys from the outside, obviously, George Springer, and uh, made a trade for Matt Chapman. But when I look at a team that's built on offense and then adds pitching as they go, to me that looks like it's going to be the case with the Orioles. You know, Colton Cowser. Is up now jordan westberg is up they have anthony santander some of their best players are still in their late 20s cedric mullins um jackson holiday probably just a couple steps away from the big leagues and not even old enough to drink on his own yet um just a stunning amount of talent and the twins went into baltimore and took care of business but again they've shown the ability to play down or play uninspired baseball in spots where that shouldn't be the case, and I'm curious, like, if we can expect that to continue coming out of the shoot in the second half, because Oakland, I mean, Oakland and Kansas City are jockeying for position as the worst team in the AL. Oakland's been there longer. Kansas City's come on stronger of late. Um, so I don't know. Those are the two worst teams in the AL. Twins have done a pretty good job with the Royals. We'll see how they handle the A's, but they have not done a good job taking care of business uh, when you've expected them to. Which is, it's the I think for me that's the biggest issue is you expect them to take care of business at home. You expect them to be decent on the road. You expect them to um, hit better than this. The pitching has been phenomenal, and it's just it's it's every game is an utter. Almost like a root canal. Even the wins aren't that exciting. You know, they'll scratch across a run in the seventh, go up 2-1, and then you white-knuckle it the rest of the way with Griffin Jackson, Jawan Duran, and you're white-knuckling it because you know the offense isn't going to put up anything. You're not white-knuckling it because the back end of the bullpen is bad. My back end of this bullpen is just fine. But you're white-knuckling it because they just have not shown the ability to tack on runs. Worse yet, in the Baltimore series, they showed a propensity for giving up big innings. And it wasn't like, you know, Cole Sands had a bad inning. That makes sense. But when Sonny Gray has a bad inning, Joe Ryan has a bad inning, and you don't have the offense to lift you out of that, it doesn't work. It's why they're under five hundred right now. It's why they're going to need an absolute sprint to the finish to avoid being an 82-and-80 possible division winner um almost almost out of things to say besides that um twins got absolutely throttled in the series against the orioles 24-5 big part of that coming from the 15-2 finale but get this 10 orioles had multi-hit series um and six homers hit in the series, two by Santander. Um, The Orioles just kind of hit and hit and hit some more. Uh, And then in 28 innings only allowed five earned runs. So one, six, one ERA twins actually struck out less than once per inning, which to me is a step forward. But in the meantime, they basically showed no power. They had one homer in the entire series and, It was the Julianne Homer off Gibby when the game was already out of hand. So again, this emphasizes more so the offensive shortcomings than anything else, because I mean, I I don't put too much stock in a 15, two game. They're going to happen over the course of the year. It doesn't mean that the twins are 13 runs worse than the Orioles. It doesn't mean that the twins can't hang with the Royals because I mean, in fact, they showed it five days earlier, but You know, Julianne with four hits, Solano with four hits. No other twin had more than two in the entire series. Twins hit a buck 84 in the series at the 238 on base and a 296 slugging. It's a wonder they were in any of those games, let alone possibly in position to win the first one. 0 for 12 for, uh, sorry, 0 for 10 for Max Kepler with a couple walks in the series. Um, you know, starting to wonder if he's on borrowed time again. Twins catching duo also 0 for 10 in the series. Buxton 1 for 12, Gallo 1 for 7, Farmer 1 for 8, Kirloff, 1 for 6, Castro 1 for 6. Way too many uh, offers and one fers which, um, yeah, should surprise nobody. Twins pitchers with an ERA of 739 in the series, too many homers, um, six homers in three games. So, you get what you pay for there. Um, You know, good job by Sonny Gray to battle after a tough inning, but at the same time too, that just shows the razor razor. Easy for me to say thin margin that these pitchers are dealing with, that they don't, they don't have the opportunity. They don't have the ability to have a tough inning or two. They, they have to basically work with a razor razor razor. Razor-thin margin. Let's talk about our friends at Sleeper for a split second here. It's a new partner of ours. If you want a chance to win more money with fewer picks, head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. So who are you taking in the, let's say, home run derby? Who do you like coming Uh, out of the break to have a strong start twins over the a's you know you sure hope so right those are the kind of things that i'd be looking at um i think julio rodriguez wins the derby at home i'm usually wrong about that though but if you want to win 100 of your money on daily fantasy baseball sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests so you can choose as many as eight players you like and more or less based on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKED ON and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And again, currently operational in over 30 states. So check out Sleeper today and see if you are eligible where you are right now. MLB draft starting this weekend with Twins picking fifth. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff here in that the Twins, you know, drafting fifth overall have. um, Obviously, they had their, I shouldn't say pick of the litter. They picked fifth, got Walker Jenkins, who was the number four overall ranked prospect according to MLB Pipeline. Um, MLB draft on ESPN had him as their number four as well. They had him as a 55 future value, which I means a very, very good player. Um, they shared a link about Jenkins on ESPN, a, a basically him hitting a homer, and uh, the swing is absolutely gorgeous from the left side. The, the video is from Kylie McDaniel, who's been doing draft coverage for espn doing a phenomenal job and he says that this is the prep best prep power hit combo since bobby witt jr in 2019 and has a shot to be a face of a franchise he's going to be kylie's number 21 prospect once he signs so that is um something to be excited about uh high school kid out of North Carolina actually committed to his hometown college, the Tar Heels. So honestly, you know, he's going to sign, he's going to get about 7 million bucks from the twins and all that. But um, yeah, great first pick. If you hung around long enough into the night, twins also took Charlie Soto, a big righty out of, and this is kind of a fun school name, reborn Christian Academy in Florida. So top 300, Uh, Kylie did 300. He has Charlie Soto 41st. And so right around the time you would have expected, he goes 34th. Uh, so, um, MLB pipeline had him 28th. So basically in the middle of those two Soto, uh, they say would have been a slam dunk first round about 10 years ago. So basically high velocity, he's got a nice split, good slider. So it's just going to see how his velocity stays up. He's only 17. He won't turn 18 until August. So teams teams uh, do like to get younger players if they can. That was kind of the draw with Keone Cavaco, which hasn't worked out. But also Royce Lewis was young for his draft class. That has definitely worked out a bit better. Um, so the Twins got those two players early on on uh, Sunday night. They also managed to grab Luke Kieschel, a second baseman from Arizona State. He is number 49 on ESPN's list, on MLB's list, number 90. So um, Kieschel, number 49 on ESPN's list and taken at pick 49. So pretty chalky there. Um, basically, it looks like he's like just an, a gamer, kind of a utility guy. Um, might not blow uh, blow your face off with measurables, but has a uh, little bit of pop. The arm is going to come into question. We'll see if he'll end up on the right side of second base like many think he will. But again, three picks in the top 50, both in rankings and overall. Um, and then to round out what they've done so far, Brandon Winokur is a an outfielder out of Edison, big power, uh, Edison, California. Tanner Hall, right-handed pitcher from Southern Mass., Dylan Quested, a right-handed pitcher from Waterford, Wisconsin. Jay Harry from Penn State, a shortstop. Nolan Santos from Bethune-Cookman in Florida, who is a right-handed pitcher. And then uh, most recently, Jace Stoffel, a right-handed pitcher out of Oregon, who all of these players were born in 2000 or later, if you were for any reason feeling young or good about your youth. So... um, 20 rounds, the Twins got, uh, looks like, 11, 12 more picks. So, plenty to cover there. Uh, They'll be out of the draft slot spot here with their next two picks. Other than that, um, Twins and A's coming up on Friday, 8.40 p.m. I'm thinking if they line it up the way they want, I would say Pablo starts the first game, but we'll see what happens. Um, You know, Joe Ryan starting... The last game out of the break probably doesn't mean all that much with the number of days they get off. You know, they're off from Monday straight through to Friday. So full trip through the rotation. But um, again, Walker Jenkins, big prospect that the twins nabbed with fifth overall plenty to be excited about there. We'll see where he lands on other prospect lists. But as Kylie said, we'll be number 21 on his, when he launches today, we have a very special uh, old friend update, and the reason why it's special is because the Twins are playing the A's coming up. So Trevor May is our old friend of the day. Um, numbers not great with Oakland, averaging ninety four point nine on this fastball, which is the slowest since twenty eighteen. Um, he's dealing with some injury stuff then, and ERA five sixteen, more walks than strikeouts in twenty two and two thirds innings. However. He has been better of late since coming back from his uh time off in April and into well into May. Uh 17 games since he's got a 270 ERA. Um, still too many walks, but he's allowed a 161 batting average. And uh, you know, could put himself in some discussion for uh the trade deadline. Um walks have cooled a little bit here over the last month or so uh he last pitched on the 4th of July so you know we'll see what's up with that but um last 8 appearances 7 strikeouts 7 walks so it's still not not great command but he's not getting hit so we'll see uh you know maybe he gets flipped for a fringe prospect and um can help somebody down the stretch. But um, yeah, Trevor May, old friend update for today. Twins, will see him this weekend in Oakland. In the meantime, we're just going to sit tight. We're going to watch this home run derby. We're going to watch this all-star game and all that sort of fun stuff. With that said, that's a wrap for this edition of Locked On Twins. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure you follow at Locked On Twins at Brandon underscore Warren. And thanks for making us your first listen every day. Big news, tomorrow's show will feature former Twins first baseman, Doug Minkiewicz. So subscribe, like, give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening or watching on. And thanks for hanging out. This is Brandon Warren signing off saying thank you so much, and don't forget to stop by tomorrow.